One aspect of waking up to the Matrix involves coming to terms with the amount of evil and darkness there is on planet Earth. From politics to religion to academia to the corporate world and elsewhere, corruption and selfishness seem to be everywhere we look. While this may seem dismal and depressive, it's important to remember that there is the natural law of polarity within our universe, the yin-yang duality, as it's known in Eastern circles. Without darkness, there is no light. Without light, there is no darkness. The incredible amount of darkness would not be getting exposed all across the globe right now if we the people weren't making the active effort to shine the light on it. The pendulum swingeth. One of those people doing the great work to shed light on that darkness is Mike Smith. He is a former Hollywood stuntman who woke up to the corruption of our world and decided to start doing something about it. In 2020, he produced the hit film known as Out of Shadows, working to expose the evils of human and child sex trafficking. This film has had millions of views over the last few years, despite the unimaginable censorship and smear campaigns placed upon it by big tech and media. His follow-up movie called Into the Light released this year. He is also working on a decentralized information sharing project that will hopefully be a game changer for creators looking to share their information with the world without censorship and with full ownership over their intellectual property. I've known Mike for a few years and I'm excited to get him on this show. As always, you can support this podcast by subscribing on Locals, Subscribestar, or Substack. Links for those platforms will be down below. Your help is what keeps these shows going. Now for episode 16 of the Conspiracy Analytica podcast, Out of Shadows and Into the Light with Mike Smith. Mike Smith, creator of the famous, incredible documentaries Out of Shadows. Now we've got Into the Light, your recent documentary. Man, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jordan. Thank you for having me. You know, you've always been one of my favorite guys from way back when we started this journey. And uh, I love I love talking to you because you always give me a, something to think about or a different perspective on things. And you you, you know, your cynicism is what I like the most. <laughs> you know, you're, always, you're like, I don't know about that. Let's 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 talk about that. And I'm like, oh, I, I respect that. So I'm very excited to be here today and we can get into whatever trouble you want to get into. He- healthy cynicism. I try to keep that cynicism yeah. and skepticism healthy. But, you know, the yeah. world we live in, you get uh, you hear your hopes and dreams broken time and time again. Then you just, you really have to kind of shield yourself from false expectations. Uh, amen, brother. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a fact. Cause yep. I mean, there's things I've been wrong about that I thought for sure were going to happen. And, and I was just wrong, you know, and it's, and then you need to have to go back to the drawing board. Well, why, why was I wrong? Cause I was actually not given the correct information or I misinterpreted it. Yeah. You all know? of us, man, we're all wrong time. And again, it's just about admitting that to yourself and then trying to do better the next day. So, and I absolutely love your, you know, cause I do short videos, not long productions. You work on big projects, timeless projects too. Out of Shadows, you just told me came out three and a half years ago now, four years ago? Almost four years ago. Yeah, well, in April will be four years. Dude, yeah. and it's still 100% relevant to what's going on today. Yeah, so we're, how we're- is, and it's still being censored too. Describe how Out of Shadows is still being censored. Well, you still can't put it on Facebook. You can't like type outofshadows.org or or mention it. Uh, Instagram, you can't do it on there either. Um, YouTube, it got me removed. Um, It got me removed from TikTok and PayPal. And even X, even, but Elon, look, look, Elon just let Alex Jones back on. Like he's got to, you know, I don't think he knows that Out of Shadows, you can't tweet. Uh, out of shadows.org like to where the film is um and you know now we have it hosted with the new film but it's still free you can go there and make it a little email account and a password and you can watch it for free um we're not selling your data we're not doing any of that kind of stuff but we're you know we're hosting we're hosting the film you just can't share it so what i'm hoping is that that, that we're gonna we're gonna have a watch party next week and you could come if you want um, on Thursday night, we're going to just upload it and see if it if it if he lets us keep it up and allows it to be played. And maybe he might stop in and say hi. We'll do a little spaces after we upload it and let people watch it. And we're just going to put it up on X and let everybody watch it if they want to watch it. And this is a live video broadcast on Twitter or X that it's going to be what time on Thursday? 
Um, so we're going to do 7 p.m. We normally hold our spaces, Brian Gamble and I do, on 7 p.m. on Thursday nights. But next Thursday, we're just going to have a watch party on 7 o'clock. Eastern? Uh, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and that'd be 5 o'clock Pacific. Got it. Cool, man. So, so yeah, that that's when we're going to do it. Uh, Liz Crokin, your buddy, is going to join us. We're going to do a, a director's commentary after the film and the spaces, and then have some special guests come on and speak and ask questions and we'll do a round table Q and a type of thing. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll promote it around. I'll try to jump in. It'll be awesome. And we'll see, you know, Elon's been tweeting about Pizzagate and these sorts of things lately. So hopefully I, they'll let it up. And he mentioned the MK ultra. Yeah, that too. So hopefully it stays up on Twitter or if it does get banned or removed, we can get some kind of, public pressure and maybe even Elon to comment on it or something. Um, either, either way, I, I just know you're in this fight for the right reasons. I'm in, I'm in this fight for the right reasons. And, and I felt like the truth, you know, if you, if you're standing in truth, you're a threat. You're, they don't want the, the truth to be known. I mean, they like the, the real truth. So that's why we're in the fight and it's not going to be easy. And it's, it never is. So, but, you know, I, I think I think Thursday night will be a big uh, it'll be a big opportunity. I think Elon, I honestly think Elon's going to like he'll he, if he knew this was happening, he would he would fix it. He would. Right. Right. So for those unfamiliar, give a little bit of background to Out of Shadows, what you oh. talked about, why you did it, and then get into the new production you've got into the light. Okay, yeah, I can do that pretty quick, hopefully. Um, well, my background is I, I was a, um, a stuntman for many years. I, I started out as a stunt performer. I was on all kinds of major motion pictures. I've gotten to be Batman. I've gotten to be James Bond. I worked on X-Files, four, five, six, six seasons, something like that. I was Mulder's stunt double. Um, I've doubled pretty much most every major star in the last you know, 20 years at some point or another. And then that led me into fight choreography and stunt coordination. And then what's called second unit directing or action directing. And so I, I worked at a very high level of Hollywood for a very long time. And then I transitioned into writing and directing. And that's when I really started noticing that there was a definite, uh, group of people that were like gatekeepers that that if information was being made or processed that was counter to whatever narrative or agenda that they were wanting to place that year or in that sales period of time um for certain markets it was it was just automatically not even part of the equation so i i you know and, and i'm not naive enough to think that that um that everybody gets to be creative, but, but, but as a creative, as an artist, as a singer, filmmaker, anybody that's creative, you ultimately want to create because that's what God gave us the ability to do is be creative. And I guess out of creative frustration, maybe I saw that the, you know, just the, the iron boot and the logic behind why some things got made or didn't get made. It didn't make sense. And then when I, you know, kind of, got further up the ladder, I realized there was a club and, you know, it's not, not necessarily a bad club or a good club, but there's a definite group of people that unless you're associating with, unless you're, you know, going to the right parties or going to the right places and doing all the right stuff, you're, you're going to stay at a certain level. You're never going to keep going. So I guess out of frustration and seeing some things and, you know, I had a spiritual awakening, Jordan, because I mean, I know I, I wasn't, I would say I was a Christian most of my life. And, and until I got, you know, in the story out of shadows, I got broken in half. I got paralyzed doing a stunt and I was healed. And I'm from through that process, I met a lady who treated victims of the occult and the satanic ritual abuse that happens through the child trafficking in the SRA and things like that in Hollywood. And she, um, basically a long, long story short is I had, an, I had an epiphany and I had this moment where I realized that I was surrounded by occult people and there were, I mean, not everybody, but there were a lot of people in my life 
that were, were dark. And when I figured out that that was real, and at least to me in my reality, I was like, well, if that's real, then this is real. Like you can't have this without Jesus and God. If Satan's real and this is evil, there's got to be God. There's got to be this. And that moment that that happened, my whole life changed. And that was when I was like, okay, well, you know, I could be wrong about all this, but I know there's good and evil in this world. And I want to at least stand on the side of good. So what does that represent? That represents love, hope, enlightenment, freedom, you know, truth. truth. And what are bad though? Rape, torture, murder, you know, stealing, uh, suppressing people, keeping people down, not coming together, dividing. That's evil. And so I just was like, look, I want to unite. I don't care, you know, how you get to your God. I got to God through Jesus. People, people are, you know, can argue with that all day long. Um, but the, but the general, I think in, in, in general, 80% of the population are good. Not, they're not evil. And there are evil people that do a lot of evil stuff that influence the good people. And, and I want to bring truth and expose that. And in, in my, in my power to do that is through Jesus and God, because I've been granted that here in this reality. And that, you know, it says in the Bible, and this was something that's really stuck out to me. And it always, and I quote it because Paul, and, and I'm not a big Bible quoter, but this really did stand out to me. This world we live in, it says Paul in second Corinthians uh, chapter four, verse four, he says, for Satan, who is the God of this world, has so confused the minds of the non-believers that they cannot see the glory of Christ, who has created his Father's perfect image. He's telling you right there that in this reality, unless you have this in your life, the God of this world runs it. And I'm like, well, I now know he's real, so I now I now I'm getting a warning. So I don't mean to preach, but that's that was why I'm, I I had such a turn in my life, and it was it was through you know, becoming unparalyzed and kind of having this amazing walk. And, you know, if, if, if people could feel what I felt, I wouldn't have to make a movie. But but unfortunately, they haven't. So I'm just trying to do my part and share that with the audience, share it with the people. And so. then, no, I fully agree when you say most people on this planet are good, 80 plus percent, you know, we all have our hangups, a little bit of narcissism here and there, a little bit of selfishness, but I think when you boil it down, deep down, most people are good people who want the best for themselves, society, the world, their country, their city, their community. You've got this select group of not just narcissists, but psychopaths, genuine, incredibly self-interested, psycho, call them demonically possessed, whatever you want to describe them as. And those are the ones that are really dividing and conquering the rest of the population. So... How did you, how did you then, after your own spiritual awakening through your personal process, how did you get into doing out of shadows? Honestly, that was all, I give all that to God because I didn't have the revelation that I had on that walk if it wasn't for him. So yeah, of course, you know, like when that lady said to me, Mike, I think you have dark spirits around you. Can I pray for you? I laughed at her. I was like, you pray for me, do whatever you want. I don't believe any of that stuff. And then when she prayed for me and over a period of time, she kept, and I kept kind of making fun of her. Cause I was kind of, I was kind of not, I was kind of a jerk to be honest with you. And I, and I, and she said, um, she said, she goes, Mike, you know, I, I go, I, I go, this spirit world stuff you're talking about, it, it can't, it doesn't exist. So I go, why are you, I go, I don't believe you. know, You're, I think you're out of your mind. And she said, Mike, when these, when these, satanic people or these evil people hurt these children and do bad things to them. She goes, who do you think puts them back together when they come out for, for, for therapy, they come back to me. I see this, this is real. And so that made it real. And so I guess the children like help, like understanding that the, these things, and there were people around me in my life that, you know, I did, they just, there was just things I couldn't explain the things that, that, that were, you know, I started seeing things in the occult world that were in my my reality, but I always just dismissed it in Hollywood as 
these people are just weird, man. They, like, they're into weird stuff, you know, they're not, they're not normal. And so I, I guess I'm avoiding, I'm not avoiding your question. I'm, I'm not answering your question. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to get to how that really affected me. It was like, when I really realized evil was real, it was just like, man, I want to fight for good. And I want to get, I want to let, let as many people know what I believe to be true is, is true or not. You know, I want to say, here's the evidence, like out of shadows. Well, you know, if there's people controlling us, how are they doing it? They're doing it through our media. They're doing it through our music. They're doing it through our games. They're doing it through the internet. You know, that's how they're because it all goes back to story and story is how, what, how we, communicate tell us I mean, we're having a story right now um you know that's how we get our information and if you can control the information you can control the people and we are so busy we don't ever stop and think about the fact that that's accurate because you know i mean what do you do you get on your internet for three seconds you know, see who's headlining what's trending you know and then you're off to do something and then you're back to life or you know it, it's just this hamster wheel that we're on until you have an accident like I have or an experience like I have, you don't jump off of it and have a chance to breathe because I was forced to look at this stuff. And even me at my high level of being in the business, I couldn't see it. And if I couldn't see it, how is the audience going to see it unless people like you and I share this information with you? Mm -hmm. So you said something a minute ago, and I'll quickly just say this, the whole the whole premise of the second movie was based on a part of the first movie, which I always refer to as division, distraction, deception. And I called it the three D's and that's how they divide us. Then they distract us and then they can deceive us. And that ultimately leads to a fourth D which is called destruction and or demise. And so that premise for into the light was, Okay, how do you show your audience? How do you show the audience that they're being manipulated? You have to show them how they do it. Like, how does it happen? This is how they do it. This is why they're doing it, because they have a goal. And this is who's doing it. And that's what I set out to answer in Into the Light was you're being manipulated. You just don't know it because you're not designed to see it. That's the manipulation. Yeah, with Out of Shadows, you guys really peeled back on the deep, dark, like you mentioned, or the satanic ritual abuse and the the nasty stuff. And then with Into the Light, uh, unfortunately, I, I haven't watched Into the Light yet, so I'll do it tonight. Send me the link over when we're done here. I'll send you an indie. I'll have Din send you an indie link. You can watch it. I'd love, I'd love to get your opinion on it because it really it goes in. It's not like Out of Shadows. It's a very different film. Like out of shadows touches on, you know, Operation Mockingbird, how the media is controlled, then Operation Paperclip, who who are the people set it up? Mm -hmm. It talks about the programs like MK Ultra and how they use that to mass manipulate the population, and then it goes into well, who's doing it? Hollywood, music, gaming, all the you know all this the creative world. Well, how do they control those people? Well, they control them through these dark occult, you know, societies, I'm not, not all those people are that way, but a lot of them are. And they, and that's how the games play. And that's what's shown in out of shadows. It shows you an, a look into, I'm not telling you what to think about this stuff. I'm just saying that these are real things and you can make your own decision about what you think about it, but you probably don't even know that these are happening or this stuff, or you're even aware of this stuff because I wasn't. I mean, I worked in it, never thought about that stuff. I didn't even heard Mockingbird Media until I started digging in, until I had time to start researching. And I was like, whoa, they set up all these companies way back when to mass message us. Yeah, so without a shadow, you guys took more of a look at the globalist networks, big picture approach. And with Into the Light, it sounds like you guys got a lot more personal. Okay, this is how oh, they're yeah, doing it to you. We got personal, but then we took it back to the WEF and the and the Black Rocks and the. I mean, we mm. show you who is really behind it because they're telling you what they're going to do, and that's the point. The you know, the, I've seen a lot of commentary on Into the Light, and the biggest commentary we get back is, "I need to watch that again." 
because there's so many layers packed into there about what's happening and how that it deals a lot with AI and AI manipulation talks a lot about that and how that's being used. Um, you know, we've gone from demographics to psychographics and how your interaction through your, your devices build a profile. You have a digital twin and they can run programs on your twin without you knowing it to influence the way you, the human will react to, a, to a stimulus, to a topic, to a, story and then they can manipulate you by knowing which what because they've run this data on your twin now they can get you to vote this way or go over here or buy a new uh truck or a new you know cool shotgun or whatever you're into you know and that's all been done on you and you you're not aware of it and it's way more advanced jordan you know this stuff i mean like you're one of the techiest guys i know so you know what i'm talking about so kind of kind of i'm into the tech i know how to work social media and things like that but i also at the same time understand how they how marketing how corporate marketing is now taken to the next level with things like ai and whatnot and i'm rejecting all of that and i'm you know so i'm kind of i'm like old school and new school at the same time and yeah, the, the world's a freaking psyop, man. And That's everywhere funny. there's yeah. mental manipulation going on. So what we have to do is combat their psyops with our own psyops. And that's exactly what you're doing with your documentaries. But the tough thing is, I have a little bit of experience producing feature length films. I worked on a UFO doc six or seven years ago. So the tough thing is that it there's just so much it's such an expansive world there's so much that's been suppressed and hidden that needs to get exposed that you could make 50 films and still not cover it all right amen i mean but you know it's so cool we've been working on a alternative and this is the coolest thing we're we when we built, set out to build the, the movie into the light we also knew that we were going to have to host it on our own network so we built our own servers we built our own code and the film is on our on our system. And what we've learned, which is really, really important, is we're we have a, a, a it's gonna be like a place for our community to come together where we can chat outside of Google, Amazon, and Microsoft code. We can we can have a place where your your data can't be sold out because it's not gonna be owned by a corporate entity, it's gonna be owned by we the people. And we've set that up and it's 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 going to be exciting. And I think you're really going to dig it. A lot of people like you and, and like the truth tellers, you can have a place where you can host your own film and you can set your own price and it doesn't cost you anything. And all it is, is you, we, it's like a, it's like a co-op and, and we have this all, it's all set up and we're going to start rolling it out here in the next couple of months. So the first thing that we're going to start with is uh, we have a chat app that we're going to, start signing people up to have a chat and, it, and everybody can look at the rules. It's all transparent. Data will not be sold because it's nobody owns it. It's not on, it's not on central servers anywhere. It's peer to peer network. And it's, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think, I think Transparency gonna... is key. And I'm a big fan of decentralization. I think decentralization is the way forward. If we really want true freedom and, growth and advancement and re and revolution as a society we need decentralization decentralization of energy technologies decentralization of our financial system decentralization of what you're working on information systems and it's it's been centralized for how many millennia now we could go back to two three thousand years information's been centralized energy sources technologies have been centralized we're dealing with the central intelligence agency. I mean, the financial system too. It's all it's all like you were talking about earlier, the club. You got this little club of power players who want the power, want the control, so they work to have that via centralized education, energy, information, etc. So what we need to do is work on decentralized systems. I'm a big uh, proponent of, you know, alternative energy, the disruptive zero-point energy technologies. I think we need that and you're working on decentralized information systems. You said peer-to-peer -peer it's going to be, which is really cool. I mean, that's kind of like Bitcoin, essentially. You can send one to the other. You don't have to go through a middleman or some 
centralized source to approve the transaction. So you said this is going to be out in a couple of months. You kind of beta testing it now. We are. So when you sign up to watch the movies, you, you're automatically going to be signed up for some of these applications like our alpha and our beta. Mm. Um, this is a much bigger project than, than what I'm kind of letting on yet. But but the first part is is the, is having a safe place to have a conversation. The first place to know that your data is not going to be sold. Like look at Signal right now. A lot of people I know use Signal app, right? And it can still when, be it can still be hacked into. Of course, it can be hacked into. Yeah. But here's here's the thing: if Signal sells out and they're having financial troubles, from what I've been told, mm. they sell out. Well, whoever buys that company now has all that data. I mean, and they own it because you've agreed to use that application. What we're trying to do is we're going to build a, a, a chat app where it's it's the users own it and it's on it's it's in a, in a co-op format. So the users manage it, the users own it, and there is nothing to sell because there's nobody that owns it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So and they, but what it does is we all come together to have a place to have our content and mm -hmm. we have we have you know very very clear rules of what is allowed and what is not allowed and um and we've gone we've 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 gotten quite far along with it and i i think people are gonna enjoy it I, so when they when you when you go watch out of shadows or you watch into the light unknowingly you're gonna be you know offered an opportunity to be a part of this private chat room and private chat app that testing that we're going to be doing so um you know, look, do, you know, I, I, I'm always about like, what's the answer? Can we get to the answers? And, you know, just sitting around doing nothing, that's not an answer to me. Like, I, I feel like if I'm going to do something, I have to be in the fight somehow doing what I can. And my expertise is I know, understand media. I understand information. I understand those things. I'm not a, I'm not a financial guy. I'm not an oil guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor, but what I do know is I do know Hollywood. I know it really well. And I know the pitfalls of, you know, how do you truly free something? How do you truly build something that can't be bought out, that can't be sold, and is set up by the into the fundamental values that America was founded on? And and that's what I think we've, we've taken a really hard look at. Because while a lot of people are trying to solve this problem, they're still playing in a world where there's corporate ownership. And, and at some point you have a very much a fiduciary responsibility to, to do what's right for your investors. So if someone offers you a bunch of money to buy out the, you know, the company, you can, you know, you can fight it, but if it's, if it's, you know, if it's, you know, it can't be set up that way. So I shouldn't say it like that, but it's, it's real hard to not take the money to take the, you know, to take the payoff. And, and and then just sell the company. And so all that hard work gets thrown down the drain. So that's why we came up with nobody owns it. It can't be bought out. It, it, can't, it can get infiltrated, but it can't be bought out and it can't be sold. That's so, great because the idea of a pro-freedom, anti-censorship social media app or messaging app, it's been tried over the past <laughs> five years. It's been tried a few times. We could list some platforms that have tried it right now but don't need to get into names although they've all seemed to either fail like you say get bought out some kind of special interest gets in or there's or there's just bickering and creative differences that go on between the owners and they can't have a, a synced vision going forward so the app or website ends up failing because just petty petty human interaction so if you can build something that is peer-to-peer, -peer, decentralized, and more so co-op based, that handles a few of those issues, but also you're gonna get attacked. And, and you know you're gonna get attacked for it. But I also think right now, the powers that be, the dark forces of our world, they're losing a lot of their power. And there's really no better time than now. I mean, if you would've tried this even five years ago, Probably would have failed, honestly. Hundred percent. Yep. Let me tell you one thing, and and I know they're listening because they they listen to everything I do. So I'm just going to say this: we had in the first 72 hours when we launched the film, we had 67 DDoS attacks 
route it through a hundred different countries and they never max 2% of our server capacity. Nice. So it, 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 we, I have a great team of people behind the scenes and here's the funny part, Jordan, of course we knew we were going to be attacked. And do you know what? Who do you think we were watching? Yep. I mean, it's the same. There's people watching the people doing this to us because don't they're, they, these they we know they're going to attack us. You know they're going to tear it down. And if you're not being attacked, you're probably not really over the target. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. You see all these people out here that do all these shows, and I'm like, man, until you get slammed, you're 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 skating on the side. You know, you might be edgy and like what you're saying, but you haven't gone over. Like, look at Liz Crokin. Like she's probably doing the happy dance every day of her life now because she, she's been in this for a while trying to beat the drum about now every, you know, FBI's it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's real. They acknowledged it. And, and now Alex Jones is, I mean, I mean, he's back on Twitter. I mean, the, you know, there's all this, you know, they're talking about it and Elon's mentioning it. And people are saying, oh, my gosh, this was real. I mean, it's really, it, it, it's vindicating probably to her and to some degree myself because, you know, I, being called a conspiracy theorist all the time is, you know, supposedly a bad thing. But it's kind of turned out to be like, well, maybe we were trying to tell you the truth and you just weren't able to see it yet. And now now you're believing it. So I'm I'm highly encouraged about that. But, you know, it's. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some so-called truthers or disclosure activists out there that claim to be saying such hardcore things and they claim to be so attacked. But then I'm watching them on their checkmark YouTube channel and Instagram page and they've never been censored. And some of them even have documentaries on Netflix and, and Amazon. And I'm like. What's up, what's up there? What's really going on? Maybe that's the cynicism coming out of me, but it's just no, questions, right? No, that's why right? I like you. No, that's why I like you, because yeah. you're asking the right question. There's a lot of them, and I could go down a list, but I won't, because I don't want to get me and you in trouble. But right. there are a lot of people that, when we all got kicked off of Twitter and all the platforms we've been kicked off of, why did why did all these accounts lose their stuff? What, what, I mean, what, what, you know, it's like, I think all this is going to come out. I, and I don't even know if it even matters at this point, but what I, what I know is we've been in, we were in an exposure phase. Now we're in an exposure phase and like an awakening. And I think people are seeing it and it's just like every day, something new is coming out. That's like, Oh, that was a conspiracy theory. Was it? Yep. And I mean, like you said, there's the vindications there and it, it, it does take some, spiritual power though not to be the asshole that says i told you so but for those that really try to attack you and hate you and call you conspiracy theorists you got you got to give them a little bit of i told you so right this is a little bit just rub it well, in there. just a little I, bit they deserve it right i for me i i just think well what do you think i would walk away from a 30-year career and yeah. give up everything if i didn't believe it was true I mean, most people could never get to the level that I was at. And I didn't leave Hollywood because I was not working. I left because I made a choice to leave. And and that that to me is my, you know, I sit back and go, at least I, you know, because it's easy to be brave after someone else has done it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and courage is contagious because you do get, you know, motivated by when you see someone else stand up. So that's what I'm hoping to do is like get people fired up and go, okay. I mean, you never know who you're going to motivate. I mean, you motivate the right person. Like you might find the wrong, there might be a journalist sitting here right now watching this show or a big actor that sees this clip and goes, you know what? I'm done. I'm, you know, like Jerry Maguire moment. <laughs> we're, we're going, you know, and, and, and they, and they make a difference. You know, they stand up and blow the whistle on something. It might be at your school board, it might be, you know, at your local city council. It might be any, just anywhere. You never know who you're going to motivate to stand up and be brave and tell the truth and take a stand and go, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but look, 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 look. And what do you think? And that's, you know, that's all we can do. And what's absolutely awesome about out of shadows is that you guys made that four years ago. You got heavily attacked for it because you brought up topics like Pizzagate and things like that in there. But here we are four years later, 
what did Elon Musk just post about a couple of weeks ago? A Pizzagate meme, calling it suspicious. Hey, you know, might be something there. Should investigate it. So it's still, it's still very, it's still hundred percent relevant. And now we're dealing with this Etsy conspiracy theory, where uh, kind of like the Wayfair thing back in 2020, where you have these. When it came to Wayfair back in 2020, you had cabinets being sold for thirty thousand dollars, just basic hundred dollar cabinets being sold for thirty thousand dollars, but what was making people pause is that the names of these cabinets matched up with names of missing persons reports. Child, 17-year-old girl went missing in April 2019, and her name was the same name of this cabinet being sold on Wayfair for like $30,000. So people started wondering, is there is there trafficking or something going on on these platforms? Not saying that Wayfair is the one doing it because they're a third-party seller, but are people using these big websites to do that kind of stuff. Now we've got Etsy blowing up where people found pictures of cheese pizza being sold for $10,000. And it wasn't even a physical pizza product. It was an instant digital download. We know, like you mentioned earlier, that these kinds of code words, pizza, even the FBI back in 2007 made it publicly known that yes, pedophiles do use food-related code words in their criminal activity so we're not saying etsy's involved we're just saying what's going on here is there somebody using the third-party seller to do this sort of stuff and questions right we just have questions we want investigations rightfully so but then you've got the pedophile protectors out here like media matters calling it a conspiracy theory and getting people banned on on twitter for talking about it and all this sort of stuff so it's it's mind-blowing that there's still a media gatekeeper that that I don't know if they're complicit and they're actually involved in this sort of shit and that's why they want to cover it up or they're just so dumb. They're so dumb and brainwashed and they're just doing whatever their boss editor at these media organizations is telling them to write. It just blows my mind that we still have this gatekeeper class that is working to shut down people just asking questions and wanting honest investigation. 100% right. I think... You know, I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it sure appears to me if I was looking at this, there is something nefarious going on. Like, I don't know the details. It doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, you know, and, and it, we know that there's different third party, you know, third party ways of doing things and messaging and sending code and things like that. We know that. Are we going to see anything done about it? I think I think the fact that we're just having this conversation is means we're winning. Because we weren't having these conversations six years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that people are aware enough to be identified, you know, people are seeing this stuff on their own. And by the way, you brought it up. The girl that uh, brought this forward was, I, I think, recently, last, like yesterday, maybe was she, she was banned from uh x the girl that the the girl that brought the the etsy thing kind of forward yeah it was a it was a smaller account brought it forward it started going viral and that's to your point of we weren't having these conversations six years ago the hive mind is so strong now that this stuff goes viral within a few hours on social media it's there's there's a powerful collective here of people digging into this stuff but anyway, this smaller account that brought this Etsy thing out a few days ago, Media Matters, ran a hit piece on her. And then I think it was just this morning that she was banned off Twitter. So I don't know if there's some knocks or planted assets still at Twitter that Elon hasn't scrubbed out yet, or Elon's too busy with 18 different companies that he can't you know, focus on getting all the censorship off Twitter. I don't know what's going on, but... Still weird well, stuff. Well, I think I think Elon, man, I, I I dig in Elon, man. He's he's a smart guy, you know. That guy, I just I would I just yeah, I'm I'm watching and I'm just watching and I think you know he's got to be driving them crazy. So you know it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, I I, w- I would love to see, I'd love to see his. Uh, I'd like well, actually like to see what happens from that. He, I think he. I just think he's so busy. He doesn't have time. He doesn't know about it. You know what I mean? I mean I'm probably. a busy guy. You're a busy guy. That guy's probably 
busy times in a way I've never even thought about being busy. Mm, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't give him a hard time. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, the, I, I want to see where this ends up. And I think, uh, I think we're going to have more f- free speech platforms. I think there's going to be, I think there's a, I think it's funny. You mentioned the hive mind. We talk about the hive mind and into the light. We talk about how Edward Brunet's, understood the hive mind he understood the way that that, that it's a state of mind of of being and i think that our consciousness has arisen to a point where people this this stuff is not just in a in a small pocket over here it's kind of expanded and people are looking and people are aware and people are getting you know the one thing people won't tolerate is hurting a child i don't care what side of the aisle you're on you know what you believe, but hurting children, nobody wants to hurt a child, no one. And mm-hmm. everyone will defend that. So that is our unifier, you know, coming together. And, and you know, again, I, I work with General Flynn on uh, Project Defend and Protect Children. Um, and I'm on the board of America's Future now. And so, you know, that's our main goal is to, to save the children and to get awareness out there about education and all the things. We have a lot of restructuring to do. We have a lot of fixing to do. And um, you said it earlier, and I, I just love the fact that you said I'm for, all for decentralization. And that's one of the topics we talk about, self-independence, self-reliability. That is the key for the future. We do not need to all be in a 15-minute smart city and given a card to travel or buy food. That's not what this is supposed to be here. We are supposed yeah, to be- we've. We've lost so many skills, so many basic skills. How many people know how to start a fire in their fireplace or know how to grow a tomato plant in their backyard? Like basic stuff like this. We have lost so much of it. So that's that's kind of some projects I'm tinkering with in my head, maybe starting some video channels or, or well, that, content I- getting into preparedness and learning these kinds of just ancestral skills again. When you do that, Jordan, that would be the perfect thing to put on this new thing that we're building, because what we're doing is we want to get people. Why aren't we all growing our own organic food? Why aren't we all, you know? I never understand why homeowners associations and you know standard middle class America just loves having these green lawns with little little grass. Green lawns got to be perfect. Like, dude, turn that lawn into a. All you need is a quarter acre, half an acre. You don't need much land, but. Instead of having pointless green lawn, maybe a little bit of grass to play catch on or something, but turn most of that yard into a garden and then boom, how much self-sustainment could you have there? And then you share with your neighbors and and just like (laughs) your neighbor grows, you know, asparagus and you grow uh, cabbage and you grow onions and garlic or whatever. And we all get barter. Yep. I mean, that to me is what I, I really feel like is the answer. Taking your kids hiking taking your kids fishing, meeting up in this, in this community network that we're building this co-op. That's how we're all going to, you know, you can punch your zip code in and go, Oh, who's on here in my zip code. Hey, let's get together on Saturday and go fishing or Hey, let's go have a gardening class. Let me teach you how to grow garden stuff. Oh, really? I'll teach you how to go hiking or camping or, you know, woodsman skills. That's how we get back to becoming not this, but this and in, in, in interacting with people in our neighborhoods and our friends, I mean, I mean, we everybody's in a prison. This is your prison. This this is a lot of people's prison right here. And they don't even realize it. That's the tough thing. They don't even realize they're in a prison. So first step is making them realize it. Second step is, OK, how do we get out of this? Not only mental, but physical prison, because. Here's the thing. A lot of people think this great awakening that's going on, they think once everything is exposed, then we're done. No, all of the systems we're dealing with, our education system, financial system, energy system, all of it has been set up as slave systems by elite families over centuries, if not longer. So we have to not only tear down these systems, but at the same time, we can't tear down, then rebuild. We have to rebuild while tearing down. So it's kind of a sticky process. We've got to work with the slave systems while we're creating new ones. But we have to create completely new. Like, we're just at the beginning. We're not even at the beginning yet. 
of this whole great awakening. We're just getting started here, right? Trump getting in for a second term, that's that's just the beginning. We have generations after us here right now to create new systems of information, energy, community, finances, all this sort of stuff. So that's that's kind of what's exciting to me. You know, thinking long-term here is that we have so much work to do. A lot of people don't even realize that. They think, oh, you know, once globalists are arrested, that's it. Like, no, it's, there's so no, much more than to, that, we right? have, we have, No, we have to revamp everything. Exactly. We have to revamp everything. And that's, if, you know what, I think that's scary for the average person to actually consider because, you know, in, in, a, in the light, General Flynn talks about People only want to deal with something unless it's 50 feet outside their door. They don't want to know, hey, we got to rebuild the – Why? here's my question. I mean, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this one, but we should all have our own power, our own wells, our own electric. Our own. Why are we paying property taxes all the time for all these utilities, and then we pay for all these utilities? When the earth has energy, we can – we can make our own, you know, generators that are self-sufficient generators that would power our homes, grow our gardens, have organic food. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm that to me is like without all the pesticides and all the. Speaking my all, language now, brother. No, but you, see, you, we are not that. I mean, you, you know, we you never really get to talk about this stuff. We always talk about the other stuff, but that's how I see like, Brother, I want to teach people how to, you know, farm the land. I want to teach. I mean, I if I if I had if I could just get out of this and just go do something peaceful, that would be what I would do. Because I grew up, I was fortunate enough to be adopted into a family of they were Polish immigrants, and 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 they had a farm, they had a dairy farm, and they lived off the farm. They lived off the the milk. They had chickens for eggs and and, and chickens, and then they had a Holstein cattle. And and they grew a garden fall and summer or fall and spring. And that was their life. They only went to the store and got, you know, like they would buy flour and salt, sugar, like things with basic necessities. And then they would can their food each year and give it to the family. And and so I saw how well that worked and how, but all those skills, you're right, we've lost them. Because I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm going to do this. I forgot. In two generations, you can lose those skill sets. Mm-hmm. So Very I, fast. Why not Bitch. make farming cool again? Why not? I mean, how cool is it to grow your own garden? Like, it's cooler than playing a video game. I mean, it, it, I mean, you can, I mean, you can argue that, but <laughs> I'm just saying it's hell cool. of a lot more relevant to actual life. Yeah, got to yeah. say at least one positive about social media is that oh no, I don't know how to do this. Go on to YouTube, yeah. or Rumble, or wherever and figure it out. So you know, it's a tool. Social media is just a tool, blessing and a curse. You got to know how to use the tool. Not hurt yourself with it. So, dude, I am, I'm super, you know, I was going into this interview, excited to talk to you about your documentaries. I'm going to watch into the, into the light tonight. And then I will be at that watch party for Out of Shadows next Thursday um, on Twitter. But dude, I'm, I'm stoked for that platform you've been yeah, talking you, about. Yeah, so a few months been, out. Yeah, we've been working on it for six years behind the scenes. And the coolest thing is, is, it's gonna it's gonna have to come out in phases because obviously we we did it ourselves but um i think when the public realizes i mean they get the concept this is like a field of dreams thing people are gonna go oh you build it they're gonna come Mm -hmm. because there's no downside to it there's no it's it's for the people by the people and it's it's basically it stands on four simple pillars we as content creators, free for the content creators to use, and it's free for the public to use. Content creators set their their prices, their you know per month, per download, per stream, per whatever the product is. That's set by the by the content creators. But as a content creator, here's what we agree to do. This is the four pillars. We all agree not to produce, promote, or distribute anything to do with pornography. So that's a very easy one. Anybody buys it. Second one is we all agree. <laughs> to <clears throat> not to produce, promote, or distribute anything to do with that has to do with human trafficking. The third thing is we 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 all agree not to produce, promote, or distribute anything to do with Luciferian or satanic content. 
Okay, so whether if you don't like that, there's plenty of other sites you can go find that stuff on. But on this con on this on this platform, we are, we aren't we aren't not allowing that. And the last thing that we're going to do is we're all going to agree not to produce, promote, or distribute anything with destructive government doctrines such as totalitarianism, socialism, Marxism, or communism. Other than that, it's a place for you to put your content and host your content and find content based on the founding fathers constitutional rights that we all have under god and there and those are judeo-christian principles that's all this is and it's not owned by anybody and it's it can't be bought out it can't be sold it's owned by the people that want that agree to these things and it's a little more you know to it than that but that's that's the basic agreement and we we will have a, a free place for us to share content and to make things cool again to have have other kinds of movies have these documentaries that are banned have have the you know have things that get taken down because they're counter to the globalist agenda and that's you know that's really what you're when you get over the target you're you're costing them money and they don't want you costing them money because they want to keep the system in place that they have that system is getting torn down and there's going to be all this new rebuilding and 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 I think I think what you're talking about man I'd, I'd love that I'd love to see you do that. I'd love to see you build some series about food and 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 just anything that's skill set related. I mean that I think that's a home run. Beautiful man. I'm excited for your future projects. And one last time, where can people go to find Out of Shadows and Into the Light? They want to watch them. Okay, you can go to into the light dot movie. Just into the light dot movie, and you have to make an account. Don't freak out. That's it's because it's on our server. It's on our thing, so you have to make an account, and then you can watch it. You can watch uh, Out of Shadows for free. It's still there. You just go there and watch as much as you want. And then Into the Light is four ninety nine for a three day rental. I tried to make it less than a cup of coffee, and nine ninety nine if you'd like to purchase it. And then if you want to pay it forward, you can buy a gift code, and you can send it to a friend, a colleague co-worker or you know family member so um yeah it's there we also have dvds uh so if people want to buy i don't think many of your audience would probably use dvds but dvd now what are those things <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got so, cassette tapes into the light yeah. on a cassette uh, cool man i'll make sure those links are down below underneath this uh video podcast wherever i post it and i'll be at that uh watch party out of shadows on Twitter next Thursday, man. Should be fun. Right on, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Looking forward to it.